welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Paris James, and all I want is for you to go out there and live your damn life. This is a safe space where we can just be ourselves and have meaningful conversations. Let's face it, life is not always perfect, but you can choose to live it unconditionally, now and always. I'm just here to remind you that you have the power to create the exact magical life that you deserve, and guess what? I am proud of you already. I'm so grateful that you're here, tuned in and listening, so let's dive right in. Hi everyone, welcome back to this podcast. I am actually recording this on a Sunday, it's about 10am in the morning and you would not believe I had this huge fallout with my podcast microphone. It refused to connect to my laptop, which caused me to not be able to record podcasts, but I eventually ordered a new one on Amazon and then I realized that I could probably try to get my Zoom microphone that I use for my yoga classes to work. So it's kind of like perched up (laughs) because it's a lapel mic. It's actually perched up on my podcast microphone. So I'm just going to have to make do with this for this episode, but that's okay. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome So imposter syndrome, I think, is something that we all deal with, even if you don't feel like if you can actually, you know, call it imposter syndrome, but sometimes you just get this feeling that you're not good enough or that your success is not legitimate or it's not achieved as a result of your own efforts or skills. So if you have had any success in life or you feel as if you're on a good path but you always have this kind of underlying kind of thought that maybe you know you don't deserve it or it's not of your own hard work then that's probably imposter syndrome and I think that we experience this because we are sometimes so conditioned to just believe that we are not good enough so that's why I think that it comes into play So for me, of course, I love giving my own personal experience, but when I started doing yoga, I was actually self-taught. So I didn't go to any classes, I was just at home, I had just graduated from university and I didn't know where my life was going to take me. I obviously had a lot of time on my hands because I was not, I didn't have a job as yet, I didn't start working anywhere. So I just started to look at Instagram and look at these tutorials and It was actually a point in time where it was not that big on Instagram, the whole yoga community. So I just used to be scranting (laughs) or searching really high and low for any tutorials I could find. And I would start teaching myself and then I would buy all of the eBooks that were being advertised by all of these yoga girls. I would go on YouTube, I would search the hashtags, anything that I was working on, I would try to figure out how to do it on my own. And then I eventually started getting a little bit better day by day and as time went on and I would post a lot of these pictures on Instagram and a lot of people would be commenting and they'd be like, oh my God, you're so good at this. How did you learn? And even though I know that I put in all of that work to get to that point, I always felt uh, like an imposter because I never went to an official studio. I never learned from a great you know, teacher or I never had any kind of training. So I struggled a lot with that. And at that point in time, I wanted to do tutorials and I wanted to teach and I wanted to help people, but I felt like an imposter. 
I felt like I wasn't good enough and who was I, you know, to be teaching people or to be, you know, telling people what helps me get into a particular pose. And I felt like if I couldn't teach from my experience because I kind of undervalued what, you know, all of the time that I had put in, which was, which actually I feel like was one of my regrets because it was at that point in time where I could have been given a lot of tutorials and I could have grown as a yoga teacher in my confidence and grown in this practice, but because I was just so afraid, because I just felt like I didn't have any formal training, I let myself just not be aware of where I was at that point in time. And if anybody asked me, you know, how to achieve a particular pose or how to get more flexible in their hamstrings, even though I knew exactly what I did, and I feel like that did, it held some weight because, you know, there are drills that you can do, there are things that you can do, and I could have shared them from my experience and for, from all of the research that I had done, I didn't. And it was because I just felt like I didn't know enough. And it was at this point, people started asking me, you know, to teach and to do these things. And it actually took me a while to get into teaching because I felt like an imposter. And at that point in time, I did not have the financial means to be able to do a yoga teacher training or to be able to go away and actually do it because, I mean, I was just out of university. I'd gotten a scholarship to go to university. I didn't work. I, I wasn't in a job or I didn't have a source of income. So I didn't have the money that I needed to go away and to become actually, you know, properly certified or do any of these things. And I really, really wanted to teach. So at this point in time, I found someone locally in my country who was doing a certificate to be able to like at least teach in gyms. So I completed that course and I started teaching in gyms and every single class that I, I taught, I still felt like an imposter. And there were so many opportunities that came up, opportunities that I had gotten from, you know, social media and opportunities I'd gotten to teach in different areas and to, you know, work with different people. And I turned down all of those opportunities because I felt like I was an imposter. Even though I had about two years under my belt of like proper research and technique and I went to all of the classes I could have done online, I felt like an imposter for not, you know, having the Alliance certification. So I just turned down everything and I just always felt like I was never good enough and I went into every single class being like, okay, yeah, I'm teaching, yes, I'm certified to some extent, but, you know, I'm comparing myself to everybody who has, like, a lot more certification from all of these expensive courses, and I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I was lying to myself, lying to my students, and the thing is, I, I was actually very thoroughly studied in anatomy, physiology, because that was part of my degree, so I did have the knowledge deep down, but I just didn't think that it was good enough, and slowly but surely I started to get more confident. I mean, it took a while. It took up almost about three years and eventually I got the chance to do my, you know, Alliance certification. And at that point, I'd actually learned so much that it was very easy to complete the certification and I felt a little bit better and I felt like more justified in the fact that like I was teaching. But the thing is, and the point that I'm trying to make is that I should not have undermined myself and I should not have undermined all the work that I had put in because that was something that was amazing and that was something that I did and that was something that I worked on. And the point was I tried to get 
little steps. So I even got certified by the New York School um, of Engineering. I got certified in yoga and physiology. And I did so much different things. And I, I took so many different steps. I did a lot of online courses. I took so many steps to, you know, advance myself just because I was feeling like I wasn't good enough. And that was great because in the end, I ended up being a lot more confident in what I had to, to offer. But I want you to know that whatever it is that you're working on right now, being like having that imposter syndrome feeling is completely normal. And the first step that you have to do is actually give a voice to that feeling. So that persistent feeling that you're not good enough or that you don't legitimately should be like, you know, uh, a nail tech or a hairdresser, or maybe you're starting teaching certain things that you are really, really good at and you do have the sound backing for it, but you just still always feel like you're not good enough and you're undermining your own skills. Just give a voice to what you're feeling and that's the first step. So that's just a feeling and you sometimes have to separate feeling from fact because you might be feeling this, but when you actually write down the facts, you are actually qualified and you are actually, you know, to a certain extent able to go forth and give your knowledge and do your best. And even if it's maybe a job that you're at and maybe you're, I don't know, an entry-level graphic designer and you just feel like your, your work is amazing, but maybe you are not qualified in like 10 different courses or maybe you're not, you don't have the same qualifications as somebody else, that doesn't mean that what you have isn't good enough or at least good enough to start off with. So, the first step that I have in overcoming this is to give a voice to what you're feeling. Just tell yourself, I may be feeling this, but what are the facts really? Is this feeling or is this fact? Is this something that, you know, that is real or is it just my own insecurity or my own, you know, self-sabotage coming and telling me that I'm not good enough to do this? And when you actually separate that feeling from what is actually real what is actually tangible, then that is like a huge weight being lifted off because then you could just start focusing on, you know, honing in on your skills and doing what you can to improve. So imposter syndrome always looks at what you don't or don't know yet and it never gives equal weight to what you do know, what you have learned and how far you've come to know all of the things you've learned and can do. So that's a mouthful, but it's a quote that I read somewhere and I want to repeat it because it's so important. Imposter syndrome looks, as what, looks at what you don't or don't know yet. So it's always something in your mind that's telling you this is what you haven't done yet. And you put so much weight on that that it never gives equal weight to what you do know how to do, what you have learned and how far you have come to know all of these things that you learn and can do on your own or like what you've done so far. Even if you've not done it on your own and you've, you know, maybe taken entry-level courses, you have to give that equal weight. So it doesn't mean that... You, imposter syndrome, basically, just to sum it up a little bit, it always looks at what you don't have instead of looking at what you actually have and giving weight to that success. So... The second thing that I feel like you can do that's tangible is to actually not undermine yourself and maybe sit down and write down all of your accomplishments. So actually take a moment to sit down and be like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm feeling like if my success is not deserved, what can I do? 
So I would sit down and I would write it down and I would say, I've taught over 50 classes. That's like about two years ago. So at that point in time, I've taught these amount of classes. I've spent maybe over 100 plus hours learning. I've spent another 200 hours learning stuff online and learning stuff from, you know, everything that you've built up in your experience is attributed to that. I spent four years in my degree learning physiology, anatomy, and science-related topics. So I am, I do have that level of knowledge to be able to teach or do some sort of like physical or personal training because I am aware of how the body works, of how the muscles work, and all these different things. So write it down, like every single thing that you could think of that you've accomplished, write it down. And slowly but surely that feeling is going to start to get lesser and lesser. Another thing you want to do is actually have a healthy response to failure and making mistakes. Because each time you make a mistake, that imposter syndrome feeling is probably going to grow a little bit more. And it's probably going to get to that point where, you know, you feel a little bit overwhelmed. So... When you do make mistakes, and mistakes are completely natural, if you haven't listened to my podcast episode on embracing failure, then you can stop and listen to that because it is such a huge weight off of your shoulders when you can actually just look at your failures or your mistakes as stuff that you could learn from or as just things that you could build on or or something that you might have learned through that failure. So the healthier response that you have towards making mistakes and towards failure in inverted commas, the better your response is going to be when imposter syndrome starts creeping up on you. So I would recommend, you know, after you write down your accomplishments, just think about if you ever make mistakes, just have a plan of action in place to just say, okay, maybe I didn't do as good as I wanted to in this particular thing. Maybe I made some mistakes have a step-by-step plan where you're able to say, okay, this is the mistake that I made, write it down. And then you can say, how have I learned from this mistake? And then write down, okay, maybe I made a mistake today in class, or maybe I said something, or, you know, maybe my playlist was crap, or just something stupid that makes you kind of feel like, you know, your imposter syndrome is growing. It could be anything. Then you write down, what did I learn from this? Okay, I learned that I should have a backup playlist. I learned that I should test out all these songs. I learned that certain songs work best for certain classes. So maybe my energizing songs work best for my vinyasa sequences and my cool down songs work best for yin. So just write down any little thing that even, no matter how small it is, just write down what you possibly learned from that. And you'll sort of look at them as like learning experiences and that would help so much when imposter syndrome starts making its way and creeping and crawling into your mind. So the next thing that you can do is fake it till you make it. And that is, I feel like I learned so much from doing that. I would fake it till I make it. Well, made it, right? So, and I I don't even consider myself as having made it because there's still so much work that I have to do on on myself and on my journey. But the point that I'm trying to make is don't wait until you feel confident to start putting yourself out there. If you put yourself out there and you kind of assume that confidence, that courage actually comes from taking risks. So by you not feeling confident, but still putting yourself out there, you are going to get that confidence, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to be have this 100% level of confidence before you start putting yourself out there. 
It just means that you can take the steps that you need to put yourself out there and then in doing so, you're going to add and add and add little bits to your confidence level. So let's just say you have this pot of confidence and you want to wait for it to reach to the brim before you start putting yourself out there. That doesn't make any sense because I'm betting you if you put yourself out there and you realize that you know it's not so bad, you get that courage and by the time you're finished, your pot is going to be halfway full, right? So think about it like that. Don't wait until you are 100% to start putting yourself out there. So when I realized that, I started to you know make little tutorials and stuff that I knew that I was, you know, capable of doing, even though I was not officially registered yoga certified, I knew that I learned little tips to maybe help decrease anxiety. So I knew that if I did these four poses, it made me feel a lot more calm. Did I have the confidence to put that out there, even though I didn't have a physical certificate at that point? I just went ahead and I did it because this is what I'm doing from my experience. So if I'm feeling anxious, I'm just sharing what I know. And this could be for anything. If you're not good or 100% confident on making, let's just say, makeup tutorials and putting yourself out there on TikTok or Instagram, don't wait until you're 100% confident. Go out there and do a mini tutorial, a one minute tutorial. Just see how you feel, learn from your mistakes and just keep doing it, right? Don't wait until... All of this time passes and you know what? Your confidence pot is still not full because you haven't given yourself that time and that opportunity to go out there and grow. So fake it till you make it and I'm promising you that you are going to make it and you're going to reach the point where you can be 100% confident and just go out there and kill it, do it, slay it, whatever it is that you usually do or want to do you're going to go out there and do it. But it starts by faking it, putting yourself out there. And I'm not saying to go out there and be fake. I'm just saying to go out there and put yourself out there and just see what happens as a result from it. Another thing you want to make note of is that you are not alone. Everybody suffers from this from time to time. And I've spoken to so many people who are at the top of their fields, even some yoga instructors that I follow who have like almost half a million followers, who teach so many classes, who are sponsored by the biggest brands. And they still talk about the fact that they have anxiety before classes or that they feel like imposters. And I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I would never think that these people go through this. But guess what? We are all humans trying to live our damn lives and most likely we all deal with imposter syndrome. So the fact that you are able to recognize that in yourself says a lot about you. And a psychologist that I was one of his work that one of their one of his works <laughs> that I was reading actually said that when you recognize this feeling in yourself is actually a good thing. It means that you are aware of yourself and self-awareness is one of the best things that we could be. And you, because you are aware of it, it's your motivation to continue pushing forward. So use it as your fuel. So when it starts creeping up, be like, oh my God, you know what? I'm self-aware. I recognize this feeling. But instead of wallowing in it and being very sorrowful, and just letting it hinder me from going out there and being great, I'm going to let that be my motivation to continue pushing forward. So just know that you are not alone. Even the best of the best deal with this sometimes. Even the topmost athletes 
actually before a game they feel that imposter syndrome like am i really good enough to be here do i deserve a spot here and the thing is you do your circumstances in your life have led you to that point so acknowledge that you are brave you are confident you have it in you you just need to believe in yourself what i want to end this podcast episode saying is that even though you are faking it till you make it and you're going out there and you put in yourself Always try to make sure that you are working on little things to improve yourself. So if it's a free course that you could do online, if you feel like you don't have the finances to, you know, go out there and get like all of the great certificates in this world, even if you could do little YouTube videos, free online courses, maybe find yourself a mentor and see if you can kind of shadow them or work under them. Even if you read books and buy all the books and just find yourself working on what you want to achieve every single day, that is more than enough. And that is so much more that you could be adding to your pot. So just because you are not 100% there as yet, or you just feel like you don't deserve it, if you want to combat that feeling or kind of overcome it, you put yourself out there, yes, but also take steps to make sure that you are working on it. So if you have a craft that you're working on, maybe you're a makeup artist, maybe you're a nail tech, maybe you're a baker, read all the books, watch all the YouTube videos, do the free classes. Most of the times, people who are really, really big, like all of the yoga instructors that I follow, they always have free classes and you just kind of have to stay tuned and look out for it. So if money is an issue at this point in time, that is completely fine because that is not going to last forever, I promise you. Then try to see who's offering free classes, who's offering things that I can, you know, do to improve myself. So as long as you are acknowledging your feelings, having a healthy response to failure, trying to put yourself out there and take those steps to work on yourself and hone in on your craft, then you have this. You have this in your bag. You don't need to worry. So just go out there, do the best that you can and understand that even the best of us deal with this feeling and doesn't mean that you're anything less. It actually means that you are so powerful, you're able to recognize this and you can use this to continue pushing forward. So that is the end of this episode. Let me know if you enjoyed it, if you learned anything from it and yeah, I will talk to you guys soon. If you love this podcast, let's be BFFs. You can DM me at The Paris James on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, download your favorite episodes, and leave us a review. And if you have a topic you want to hear about next, feel free to comment and let me know. Until then, talk soon.